Hello, hello. We're back. What's going on, y'all? What up? SJ. Round of Mountain Dews for my friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang, look at these double fisting over there. Oh. Yeah. You can never not oh. be too thirsty. <laughs> Dang. These kidneys are like... They're busting at the seams. Screw my kidneys, man. I hate them. <clears throat> you know what they say, you only live once. <laughs> yeah. right. YOLO. YOLO. Well, Yo. today we're having... Um, Man, we've been building this up for a long time, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> From like last summer. This is our WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I think the LP was the one we built up, and everybody was like, man, come on, come on. And finally did it, and now it's uh, College Stories. Mm-hmm. You. Yep. College Ghost Stories, Paranormal Stories. Or as I said, I think in another one, Scholastic. 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 <laughs> The book fair? <laughs> is that is that a pony word? That scholastic? No. I'm just <laughs> yes. Trained y'all right over there. Sound like? Yeah. Yes, it's our top word. It means a uh, book. Oh no! I, I thought it meant name. Lamborghini poster. <laughs> I thought it meant take twenty dollars out of your mom's purse and buy some books. Buy some goosebumps. <laughs> Junie B. Jones now. <laughs> Man, you know how many Goosebumps books I have? It's crazy. It's Dang, good. was it? What was the other one? There was another one. Uh, not Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew? Who was what the is? other? Hardy Boys? What was another one? Whoa! I'm not throwing these throwbacks, aren't they? What was those another? Those are like my old, time. Man. Yeah, those are like <laughs> man. I, I don't know why. Okay, maybe I'm out. Hardy Boys. a ghost, man. Oh, you talking about? I think. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think he's talking about Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> that one. I was one when I was a kid. <laughs> That's crazy. Y'all don't know what those are. I just remember. I know what they are. Dang, I'm out here naming things from the 1920s on y'all. <laughs> God. Y'all ever hear of this book called The Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Dante yes, Nancy Nola. Drew, yes. the Hardy Boys. Dante Dang. Inferno's anybody? No. Dang. <laughs> Something from the 1800s. <laughs> y'all ever hear of this guy named Homer or Iliad? <laughs> 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 this new cat? Just, a, just hot off the presses. Just hot on the, the scene. <laughs> Wrote a great story. Yeah, I don't dang. know if y'all heard that or not. <laughs> An adventure. Some guy, some islands. God, <laughs> No, but this episode is all college. You know, we ask people to send in stories to us. Um, you know, if, if you when you went to college and had a paranormal experience in a dorm room or just anywhere on campus. Some so of we y'all, had, oh, go ahead. Do what now? I was going to say, some of y'all didn't heed our warning. We asked y'all to keep it clean. But we had a great turnout of stories, and I believe we also have personal stories as well. I know Chris has been around to different campuses, and he's probably got some personal stories mm-hmm. about you know the paranormal at college dorms and everything. And so, but um, uh, we have some stories. I'm going to start it off with, this one from, uh, hold on. Okay. Make sure they want credit. Jalen Whitehorn sent me this. Uh, so I have this one story from college a couple of years ago. My friend and I were in our apartment, <clears throat> just the two of us watching a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Um, But we were about halfway through the movie and our third roommate, came back from work and went in his room to change. He came out and talked to us for a minute and went to the balcony to smoke a cigarette. 
We were still watching this movie and were locked in. I heard the door to the balcony open and saw saw, uh, Jake on the corner of my eye walk into his room, but paid no attention to it. About two seconds after that, he walked into his room. I heard Jake clear his throat from the balcony. I looked to my left and saw Jake still outside smoking a cigarette, and I looked into his room that had the door still open. I didn't say anything for a minute, then looked and asked him if he saw saw him. I looked and asked my friend if she saw him walk in, to, walk in and he said, I thought, I thought I saw him walk into his room also, but didn't say anything because you didn't say anything. And we still talk about this from time to time, but he used to work for an estate sale company and used to bring back stuff from his work that he thought were interesting or unique. My only assumption was that something he brought home still belonged to someone who passed on. Mm. I heard about that. Mm. Yeah. They say like, well, I was told like to like, like garage sales or estate sales too. just leave them out in your car. Mm -hmm. So you don't bring them in for a couple of days. And I think my sister-in-law was telling me that because we, we go to state sales a lot too. And we buy a bunch of stuff and she was saying like, Oh, if you guys do that, you know, just leave them out in your car and you know, for a few days and then bring them in mm. to kind of not have that happen, you know, mm-hmm. because that's somebody else's possession and you don't know if they're still attached to it or not. Mm-hmm. I know when all my stuff goes, I've, I've done cursed everything. So <laughs> <Not to get>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's why you buy it. That's no. right. I buy it. Then I put a curse on it. Then I put it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dang, the whispers of bad medicine are no. running in my ears right now on TikTok. But I actually have heard that too. We even talked about that too for cursed objects. You know, I think that was before you, you joined the crew, but, um, you know, buying something that has some kind of bad medicine on it or some mm. kind of bad juju on it. And, That's why uh, I know, like, some of my relatives, they say, if you buy something like that, make sure you smoke it off. That's you, what I've heard, too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't bring it in until you smoke it off, you know. Yeah. And, otherwise, you don't know that person passed away with it or meant something to them or, yeah. you know, whatever or, or worse. You know, it was gifted to them to take someone out, you yeah. know. So you, you're dealing with a lot of things when you get stuff from those estate sales. But <clears throat> I know a lot of people do that. I just, myself, I just, I just look at people crazy when they tell me, I got this from a estate sale. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I've also heard, too, like, especially, like, I'm going to say weapons, but I mean, like, knives and stuff, too. You're supposed to smoke those things off, too, get any bad. Oh yeah, yeah, especially weapons. Yeah, like I say, mainly knives because I don't buy guns. I don't own a gun or nothing, but you know, but just like knives and any kind of like ceremonial things too. I've heard too. That's that's old Creek way. They would say smoke those guns off, you know. And they also used to do that before they go out and hunt too, Mm -hmm. you know, because they say those animals had their own medicine, Mm -hmm. you know. So again, you know, you wanted to make sure you doctor things up good but you know nowadays they don't they don't tell nobody that Mm -hmm. but yeah um the thing i always think about when people purchase things i've told this story before on air and different places you know i had a relative that was known to play that piano real well and uh which cracks me up because his name was spooky hill (laughs) you know uh and you know again i come from a big family you know, and, and he was well known throughout Indian country. Boy, he could flat play that piano. You know, he'd get asked, you know, 
from uh, different churches to play, you know. And <clears throat> when he passed away, he died kind of suddenly as a young man because uh, diabetes, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, he passed away real quick. And uh, anyway, uh, the church that he was attending got a hold of my, my dad, you know, and said, you know, this, this piano belonged to him. So we, we wanted to give it to somebody from his family. And, you know, nobody really w- would accept it. So my dad said, well, I'll take it and I'll donate it to, you know, a church or something. So he put that uh, piano on our porch. And every night you would hear it playing. Mm. And <laughs> tell my dad found a ch- church home for it. Every night you would hear that thing play. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, you know, my aunts would say, you get anything from there, you know, smoke it off, you know. So I always think about that story, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that experience, you know. And I, I always tell, you know, my kids and everybody, I say, you guys go get a, something from a state sale. Make sure you smoke it off because, you know, you never know what you might bring home. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> um, I have a, a story. Um from Moni Leaf, I know she shared multiple stories with with all of us, but like I said, <clears throat> college edition. So she's got a, uh, it's just kind of a decently long story, but I'm going to read it to you guys in her words. It was around 1986 when I was a teenager at Sequoia High School in Tahlequah. Uh, ne- uh, near the end of the year, it was All Hallows Eve. A group of six of us had asked the dorm matrons to share some spooky stories from their days at the school. Um, she didn't want to give the names of the teachers, uh, but Mrs. W said she could sometimes hear a baby crying inside the walls of room 219. Uh, Mrs. L said on the grounds behind the female dorm, uh, you would see a female in white floating across a yard, and she had sometimes been seen looking through the second floor window. Miss T said while working in the office uh, one night, she heard a young female cry in the hall. She got up to check, uh, got up to check on her, but once in the hall, the crying seemed to be coming from the stairs. She proceeded to uh, to uh, go to the stairs with the flashlight in hand. Once there, the sound was coming from on down the hall on the second floor. She went to call security um, after our night of hearing, or I guess she went to call security after that. <clears throat> after our night of hearing these stories, we decided it would be fun uh, to scare ma- uh, the matrons on duty. We got another group of girls on the first floor to build a man and sit him in a chair at the end of the dimly lit hallway. The other gir- a group of girls tied yarn to the legs of the chair and slowly pulled it at the same time to make it appear that the man was coming their way. Our preparations were complete. I called up to Miss T. Miss T comes, uh, come, or basically she says, Miss T, come look. Hurry, there's a man in the female dorm at the end of our hall. She grabbed her walkie-talkie and the flashlight. She cautiously came down uh, the few stairs that led onto the first floor and looked left. Nothing. She slowly turned, and I whispered, Look, down there. She shined her light in the direction and said in a loud whisper that we were supposed to be sleeping, but she also said, Who are you, and how did you get in here? The other group of girls, they were sitting with their doors open, pulling the yarn to make it appear that he was sliding towards us. Miss T asked, <clears throat> it, uh, asked if it was a prank my friends were pulling. I opened the door and had my friends come out and witness this scary thing at the end of the hall. After a few minutes of Miss T trying to communicate with this man and him not responding, 
She she decided to walk towards him. She stepped lightly and cautiously. As she got closer to the doors of the room that were pulling the yarn, she shined the flashlight on the girls on both sides and gave... Oh, man. (laughs) That was weird. That was weird. She shined the light on the girls on both sides of the hallway and gave a small scream and a big laugh. She said we gave her a real scare and had her going for a minute. As we all stood there laughing and carrying on, she mentioned we needed to get in bed and put your boyfriend back outside. And we all laughed and agreed. My four uh, my four friends and I decided it was our mess and we will dis- disassemble him. And obviously that would give them more time to be awake is what she said. We were more than halfway um, or more than half of the hallway away from him. Miss T was shining her flashlight in our direction. The man had stood up. We screamed. She threw the light. He took about three slow steps fell to a limp to the on the floor, and everyone scattered to their respected areas. The next morning, our man was found partially disassembled in the area where the woman in white is sometimes seen. His clothes were tossed away by security, and the night our school dance, he was seen in the bleachers of the football field. What? Man. God. Dang. <clears throat> man, that's crazy. That is. That's very intense too. I know. I was like, I was like, I could feel myself getting into the story. <laughs> like, what, what was that? that was I was the- trying to check our uh, oh. TikTok because I released that video, like saying, "Hey, we're doing a college edition." So I was wanting to make sure that, that nobody had any stories on that comment section. But it was weird because my phone is turned down, but yet it still played as if the volume was not turned down. Man, I don't know how that's possible. That's why I was like, "That was weird. It wasn't supposed to do that." Damn. She's got a. Uh, she's got another story. Um, I guess we'll, I'll, I'll tell that here in a second. Chris, if you want to go ahead, I know you have yours queued up, ready to go. All righty. Um, again, I'm gonna call upon this old one right here to protect me during this time. <laughs> uh, again, this one's uh, from my uh, nephew. Yeah, he attended. Uh, University of Oklahoma. Let me see if I can get this to play right. Hello, everyone. My name is Kingston. Uh, I want to thank y'all for allowing me to share my story here. Uh, I had my first paranormal experience caught on camera at the University of Oklahoma. I was a freshman uh, in 2011, but the actual event itself took place in the spring of 2012. I had a group of buddies of mine we would always meet um in the bazell memorial library and for anyone that knows ou they would uh tell you that the bazell library at night is pretty scary um we were uh, all studying we actually had this usual spot in the new part of the library we just went to the lower level and there was a corner that was never taken so we would all study there uh, most days from 10 o'clock till 2 a.m. when they kicked us out and so we did this for weeks and months um, but um, there was an old entrance into the old library and you could walk down to the lower level 
and you would have to go down these holes in order to get to the new part, and that was where we would study. Um, but in those holes, there was a place called uh, the Stacks, and the Stacks was uh, a group of old texts, literature, archives, uh, kind of thing, and it was always closed off with a cage door, so you could always look inside or um, breathe in it, but you could never go in it because it was always locked. Uh, so one night when we got done studying, uh, it was 2 a.m. and we decided to leave. We were going to go back to Adam's Tower to get a late night meal uh, because there was a a Burger King at the lower level, if anyone remembers during that time. Um, so we decided to, instead of going throughout the the new part, we decided to take the long hallways past the stacks and go out the uh, old entrance because it was uh, a closer walk back to the dorms. And as we were walking through the halls, uh, we noticed that the doors were open in the stacks. And so... I don't know. I've uh, I've heard that the library was haunted, but for some reason there was something in my brain that told me to take out my iPad and start taking pictures. And I must have took hundreds and hundreds of pictures, uh, walking up and down each aisle and uh, things like that. And as we were walking down the South Oval back to the dorms, I was looking through the photos, and one caught my eye. Uh, it was different. Uh, from the rest and when I looked at this photo I was shocked because it was not normal to say the least uh, because it looked like there was a face uh, looking at me and so I looked at the picture before and the picture after and it was not there and what also freaked me out the most is in the picture you can see where my hands uh, are kind of shaky. Maybe it was because I was walking. But you can see the glare where uh, the picture and the pixels, I guess, in it uh, are uh, blurry. But the face is stuck there um, in, in, perfect, uh, in perfect pixel. And so I turned to my friends and I asked them, look at this picture. What do you see? I didn't point out where the face was, and they all gasped, and they all pointed at the same direction, and it was a face, and it really traumatized us. Um, that night, I did not want to go back to Burger King. I really just wanted to go to my dorm, <laughs> shut the door, and go to sleep, because it really terrified me, and um, the next day, we decided to meet for lunch in uh, the Cake Cafeteria, and we were all sitting around, and uh, one of my buddies who actually lived in Adams, he uh, came and met with us. And he had this really uh, stunned look on his face. And so uh, my buddy turned to him and said, hey, you all right? And he goes, I don't know, man. He goes, after I saw that picture, I went to sleep. I woke back up. It was about 4, 4.30. And it felt like I was awake, but I was in a dream. And he went on and said, I tried to get up, but I could not move. And he said that he tilted his head over and looked in the corner, and he saw this black, purplish figure sitting right there. And he didn't know whether it was a dream or if he was awake, but he felt awake at that time. 
And so all he knew was to shut his eyes and go back to sleep. So when he woke up and came and told us that, he was really traumatized by it. So I don't know if that had anything to do with what I caught on camera that night. And, you know, going back to hearing the rumors about um, the library being haunted, you know, I heard that, you know, there was a kid in the 50s that uh, hung himself uh, because of the stress of finals. I, I think he was a bad student or something, but he just couldn't handle the pressure, and so he hung himself. Um, so I don't know if that's related to what I caught on camera. It's, uh, you know, it's just a rumor, but, you know, anything's possible in that, in that situation. But, you know, going through kind of looking more into the history of the University of Oklahoma, I found out a few details that were just uh, astonishing to me because there's a lot more paranormal experiences, I guess, that are kind of urban legend, but it seems like people know about these stories. And uh, there's that story about the, the roller skate kid that was uh, that keeps roam, roaming the halls in Ellison Hall. And I guess Ellison Hall used to be a hospital um, back in the day, uh, I think during World War II. Um, he was on Elm Avenue, which is uh, right down the road from Ellison and the Bazell Library. And I guess he got struck by a car and was taken to that hospital where he later suffered his death. And then on that same street, uh, just down the road, is now called Zaro Hall. But I guess it used to be an old uh, sorority house, but uh, there used to be an exorcism performed there. Um, and so Elm Street or Elm Avenue is... Uh, pretty known for its paranormal experiences and then back in 1986 Kate Cafeteria I didn't know this but I, apparently it has a basement and so I guess there's a dumb waiter and a student had a tragic accident where his head was de decapitated in that dumb waiter and then in 1996 a person by the name of Cameron Lee Smith uh, was in a house uh, I guess a boarding house, they would say, uh, right off uh, DeBar Avenue, which is now called Dean's Row. It is, uh, the house is right next to the uh, parking lot uh, behind the Campus Corner Market uh, convenience store. And uh, this person, Cameron, he uh, went crazy and cut off his neighbor's head and walked around, uh, the, I guess, in that Campus Corner parking lot and put it in a dumpster. Uh, where cops later found it and arrested him. And then, I don't know if this this happened during my freshman year. This is another creepy thing. Uh, I think that could be related to the Adams Tower. Um, either it was in the fall of 2011 or spring of 2012 when I caught that paranormal experience. But my freshman year, I remember that a student tried to commit suicide out of Adams Tower. Um where my buddy had that experience of seeing that dark figure. So I don't know if these are all related and all the same. I just know that OU is known for its paranormal experiences. And, you know, there's just something creepy about that place. Uh, but uh, thank you for allowing me to share some stories. If you guys want to look into the things that I said, 
uh, go ahead. I, I would be intrigued to uh, learn what you find. So uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to have this time. And Boomer Sooner. Boomer! Wanna... <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Nah, I had I wanna... to do it real quick. My bad. I want to... Uh, say a ho to my nephew again you know right now uh, i don't ne- never ever say anything good about university of oklahoma but i think uh, at this time they're leading the pack on the paranormal so anyway uh you guys listening in that didn't send in stories from your school that's on you so i will give him a boomer sooners hey, oh. there we go and uh here's the picture that he sent see if you can find the face Oh dang! And uh, again, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, sure enough, uh, I think that was pretty awesome. And I, you know, I really want to thank Kingston for telling that because I know even to this day, him just talking about it kind of uh, puts him on edge. You could so, tell in the way he was telling it. You could tell it's kind of yeah, yeah. So I mean, he still kind of you know resonates with him. You know, on, on his experience. So. Again, I, I really want to say a ho to you. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for sending those stories. Is it Kingston, right? Is that his yes, name? Yes. Because I just so happen to have a book full of all of those stories that you just talked about. And I bought this book a long time ago. Um, it's called Campus Ghost Stories of Norman, Oklahoma. And it was funny, before we even went on air, we actually... I was telling those exact same stories yeah. about the suicide jumpers and the, I didn't say the roller skate boy, but that story is in here. And I think I had told on a previous episode, the story of connections, the guy that cut the other guy's head off and they found the head and, or they found the guy's body in the bathtub and it was over some CDs or something. But, um, but yeah, I went to school at OU and I went there from like 95 to 2000. Um, and probably the scariest thing that ever happened to me was, um, I graduated with an art degree from there. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I graduated with a fine arts degree. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, um, I'd always heard stories, you know, going to the art school there about that big, um, uh, Mustang, um, they have a, a big sculpture. It's a big old blue, like fiberglass. It's like white and fiberglass, um, Mustang sculpture out in front of the art museum. And, um, the story at all, it has like red glowing eyes and everything too. And, um, everybody was called it the demon horse. Um, but the, the story behind that though, is that the artist, um, his name is Louis or Luis, uh, Jimenez or Jimenez. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, was killed during the construction of that statue. Um, the story goes is that he was, uh, assembling it in his studio. Um, you know, wherever his studio was at when a piece of the statue had come unpin or could come loose and it swung out and like nicked him like in an artery and he bled to death and pinned him in and blood. He bled to death. And it wasn't until years later that his family actually finished it and then donated it to the university of Oklahoma where it's, as far as I know, stands today. Um, but yeah, they always said like, don't ever walk in the shadow of that uh, statue or you won't graduate <laughs> was, was a story that I've always heard or bad things could happen to you. Um, I've also heard don't walk under the shadow of the clock tower. Um, that's another one that bad things could happen to you. Um, if you walk under the, uh, the shadow of that. Um, but, one of the stories I'd always heard um, is from Walker Tower about two people that um, committed suicide um, 
at that at the towers there and um i had some friends that lived in walker tower and they always said like the weirdest things always happened in that in that dormitory um weird things like fires they would always be like random fires um or the fire alarm would go off or the smoke alarm would go off for no reason or they were always having plumbing issues or there would be weird graffiti that they would find or just strange acts of like vandalism, like maybe a broken window that no one would, would claim or, you know, just weird things that are always happening, sounds and noises and just, you know, kind of, um, I don't want to say technological, but just like all these weird mishaps, you know, electrical mishaps or like whatever. And the story goes, I'm going to actually kind of, this is the book here that I have. And um, that way I don't really miss, miss any spots. But they say that it's possible that the um, ghosts of these two individuals that committed suicide from the same tower um, roam those halls. And the first one happened in 1971. Um, it says there's a freshman named Alan Floyd Atkinson um, was stumbling despondently around the eighth floor. And he carried a wine bottle um, and was believed by a collection of students playing cards in the lounge to be under the influence. When he tried forcing an elevator door open, they summoned the resident advisor. But before they could calm him down, Atkinson had charged at one of the windows in the lounge. The plate glass is built into the wall, making the opening, uh, opening the windows impossible. It is thick enough that someone actually falling would not be any danger of it breaking. Whether through his determination or perhaps his use of brain-addling enhancement drugs such as PCP, Atkinson somehow managed to break through the window and launched himself with such force that his body nearly reached the street from the center of the building before the eight floors of space ran out. In his room, officers found papers that his roommate described as a Dear John letter from his girlfriend. And then it says another jumper um, and Walker's most famous also leaped due to emotional turmoil. And this one happened on Friday, September 22nd, 1967. There was a 39-year-old man named Frank Green um, who was released from General State, which if anybody knows anything about Norman, they have a lot of like mental facilities there, mental health facilities. Griffin Memorial Hospital is probably the most famous and then the one that I was talking about that your nephew was talking about is called Connections. It's kind of like a halfway house. It's kind of where they, those people go once they release from Griffin. But anyway, um, the mental hospital, um, after voluntarily checking himself in the previous Tuesday, he had supper there a little before 6 p.m. And then it says later on foot, he held a checker cab taxi of Miss Lucy Steves, who noted the smell of alcohol on him. Green asked her to drive him to the new tower on campus as they had not even gotten their official names yet. The fare came to four thirty-five, $4.35, but he only had a dollar. On the tip, he said that he was going to, or on the trip, he told the driver that he was going to jump. When Green exited the taxi on ASP, where students f uh, still unload their laundry baskets and computers today, um, he went into the building, rode up on the elevator, along with a man named Ted Wise, who was a student from another college who was visiting a friend in the building. Green saw that Wise was getting off at the 10th floor and said that he was going on the 12th floor to jump off. Wise, um, somewhat shaken, exited the elevator as planned. Um, he told Blaine Stephen, an Oklahoma Highway Patrol recruiter who was staying in the dorm as part of a university program about the man. Stephen then raced up, stairs to investigate 
In the meantime, Green had gotten off on the 12th floor, as he had said, and walked to the window of the lounge. He took a chair. He broke out the glass. Um, Green calmly kicked out the remaining pieces of glass from the windows, brushed clean the concrete ledge beyond, and then stepped outside. The noise caught the attention of people on the sidewalk, and they began gathering below. Word spread quickly, and within minutes, um, more than 200 spectators had congregated. Green sat down on the ledge um, over 100 feet in the air, and he scooted forward, dangling his feet over the side of the concrete. Students began calling up to Green, asking what he was doing, and Green yelled back that he was going to jump. For whatever reason, the the crowd of college students did not really take him seriously, and they all began to um, chant, jump, jump, jump. Um, Whenever someone yelled up loudly enough for him to hear, Green would yell back. Um, Some of the replies is, you're darn right, I'm going to jump, is what he has said. Um, But yeah, so I guess they kind of um, enticed him to jump. I'm going to kind of, it just keeps kind of going on about that, is that there's a lot of back and forth between that young man and the crowd below. Jump, jump, jump. Um, They basically egged him on and then when he finally did it the uh crowd shifted when they and when he like i said he killed himself right then and there um but they say that um of course it's not you can't see it from the street or you can't see it from the inside but on that ledge uh, on the 12th floor at walker tower um his name is on the outside edge where he jumped off um it's it's engraved on that ledge it's kind of a remembrance to him but mm. yeah, so that was a story that I had always uh, that I had heard um, about the, and they say that the ghosts of those two guys roamed that that dormitory. I'd also heard stories of ghosts being in the library because that library goes below like six, not six stories, but six levels down below the school library. And they always said like, you know, don't be in there by yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you never go to the library by yourself because <sighs> weird things would happen. Um, yeah, so. I don't want to take up any more time because I know everybody else has got stories, but check out this book, the stories that um, your nephew was talking about. They're all in here. The roller skate kid, the kid, the guy from connections, the one that I had told Um, the exorcism is also in here. Um, This is a really, really cool book. Hmm. Um, Again, it's called campus ghost stories of Norman, Oklahoma. The author is Jeff Provine. Um, He is a paranormal investigator who wrote this book. Um, this is part of his um, Haunted America series. So check it out. It's awesome. I don't know if it's still in print. I got it years and years back, but um, hopefully you can still find it. You got the it. final copy, Todd. I don't know about that, no. but anyway. But there's all kinds of great <clears throat> stories I like just like that. I just want to say, uh, again, OU's leading it up, guys. <laughs> you know, if you didn't send in your story, you might want to send one in because right now OU's got it right now. <laughs> they about so. They about seven and zero oh right now. I know it. Right. National might, champs. I know it. Ghost storytelling right now. They're leading the pack, guys. So they're making up for it. For uh, let's not. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. Man, Damn. tell that story, Russell. We want to hear that. Twenty twenty three. Looking for a bounce back. No. Man, <laughs> revive that. 2022. That's the ghost of Christmas's past, right there, man. We need to let the that ghost go. Ghost of seasons past. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say TCU did kind of help us out a little bit, though. What's not the man, biggest they blowout? Got a, they got a bad ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> it did belong to us, USC, but hey, we'll oh, take it. Man. I know that somebody like wrote about that after that TCU game. 
And I, I honestly forgot about that USC game. And they were like, the one, the, the team that had the like worst blowout ever. That was a national title game, right? Yeah, it was like 56 to 19. It was 56 uh, to 19. And yeah. they brought, I was like, oh, yeah, dang, I forgot. And then, what was it, 64 to nothing? Uh, or it was like, yeah, it yeah, was bad. Like they only scored bad. like seven points. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think they had the water boys in the yeah. fourth quarter. So a new ghost took over. I know. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank him up, up above on that one. God. Y'all got, man, I ain't going to say nothing. Next story here. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We rendered him speechless. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Man, he got. <laughs> Go ahead, y'all. That no, never just... happens. He's always got something to say. Man. <sighs> well, at least you're winning this. We're 7 0 right now. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that right now. I know. Like, uh, like Chris said, like, we're getting trying to get stories for a long time. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, Shout out to the OU people, you know, giving us these stories and everything. I mean, they're they're freaking awesome in this book, man. That book is killer. I just it put is my so good. I just put my finger in it, open it up, and it says the exorcism. Yeah, I want to uh, hear about that. Yeah, yeah, these are these are good. That supposedly happened at a sorority house. Um, there was a girl that um, I guess she had come. Like, I don't really know the, the I mean, I only know that like it happened on campus corner mm-hmm. that they were trying to get her out of the sorority house and they didn't quite make it. So they had to call like the priest to like meet them on the street corner ah. um, on around campus corner. And they had to do the exorcism like right there in the street. Dang. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I thought, that was gonna, I thought you was going to say she had that chimichanga <laughs> on that Mexican restaurant. Yeah, Tara Humara. <laughs> <laughs> they had the exerciser right there on the spot. Boy, yeah. Oh, like yeah. that way. Boy, yeah. She got oh, like she wandered a little too close to sugars. <laughs> Boy, I got some haunted stories about that place. Uh, Yahola, you got one? Um, so I'm going going back to, to Moni Leave here. She's got her second story. This is her senior year in 1988. This is at uh, Tahlequah Sequoia in Tahlequah. Um, so the story starts out. She only went to the first semester of the, her senior year. Uh, her her mom and her dad came to town for a revival, um, and he was preaching um, at the cedar tree. My mom was waiting for me as I packed my bags for the weekend to check out. I told her I needed to go get my jacket from my friend Annette from Annette's room. Um, let's see here. And she said it took her about five minutes. Um, she get, she came back to the room. The main light was off, but the light above my mirror was barely uh, was barely lit. My mom sat there looking <clears throat> horrified. I asked if she's okay as I tried to turn <clears throat> my light on. She stared through she stared through my mirror. I sat down beside her and looked. She seen what she was, or I seen what she was staring at. In my mirror was an image of what appeared to be a decomposing native child looking mm. through, not seeing us, but looking. We sat, oh gosh, uh, we sat on the bed frozen. Uh, the pillow on the top bump bunk next to my bed started to flip. The curtain to my closet swung open, and a couple of items came off the top shelf. My roommate came in. Went to her closet to get a shirt. Something small ran from it and into the mirror. Uh, by then, we all screamed. My mom left the room quickly, and 
uh, her roommate, uh, her and her roommate stood there staring. Tears began to fill up in my eyes. I put my hand on her shoulder and told her we need to go. She nodded and said, I know. She said, who's that? Or who, who's that? Ooh, that doesn't, I know who that is. Oh, she said, oh, I'm sorry. She said, I know who that is. That's the thing I've been uh, sitting, or that's the thing that's been sitting on my bed watching us sleep. I grabbed my weekend bag. She grabbed something. We ran from the room. My mom was sitting in the car waiting for me, and I asked my roommate um, uh, if she could come with us. Uh, She went to check her out. My roommate sat in the back. I was in the front seat with my mom. I turned around and asked if she was okay, and she she nodded no. When my mom got in the car, I told my roommate, uh, I told her my roommate had seen it also. I didn't want to give the roommate's name either. That's why I keep saying roommate. Um, my roommate interrupted and told my mom that the thing we seen in the mirror followed her from a reservation in Arizona. That he had harassed her mother until she committed suicide and then attached to her. My mom and dad pulled me from Sequoia before Christmas break. I told them many stories of my experiences and uh, that I had there. And apparently it took my mom experiencing something for them to believe me. Mm. What oh what oh now we got Sequoia, Sequoia? Ste- yep. stepping in mm-hmm. taking on the University of Oklahoma. Ooh. So again, you guys didn't send in your stories. I don't know, but I got this story for you Haskell Rascals out there. <laughs> they want to represent Dora Jose- Josephine Williams. I'm gonna have Tyler read this story. Oh, yeah. She's going to represent the Haskell Rascals at this time. Let me see what we got here. One incident that I still talk about from Haskell was back in 2014. It was my third semester up there. Second semester in Row Cloud Hall. This semester I had a roommate that I had never met before. Heard a few things about her, but that was about it. One weekend, I didn't go back to Pahuska and decided to stay. That same weekend, she wasn't doing anything either. Anyway, we hung out in our room trying to get to know each other and since we'll be living with each other, since we'll be living with each other. After watching a movie, I remember falling asleep and waking up to laughing from her side of the room. And I thought, Bleh. she probably just snuck her boyfriend back in there. So I rolled back over to, the, to face the wall and tried to go back to sleep. Heard the laughing again, but this time it was from our closet. I rolled around, seeing that she was still asleep, and it was just us in our room. I noticed a movement in the reflection of our mirror. Then the closet door cracked back open. I again rolled back over and tried to act like I didn't see anything. Again, the laughing started. I turned to see if it was my roommate was laughing in her sleep like a weirdo, but I seen something peeking its head around the corner of our closet door. It looked like a clown, and it kept laughing at me. I hurried and rolled back over and covered my face, hoping it would go away soon. The next morning, I asked my roommate if she had heard anything. She gave me a weird look and asked if I had seen anything. I told her what I saw and what it looked like. And again, she gave me a weird look and said that she didn't know I could see things. Then she told me that she had things follow her from her home and that this was the first time that anyone else could sense and see it too. And this is what the clown looked like in the closet. And let me tell you, when I scrolled down, I about double deuced. <laughs> about deuced it. Yeah, I, double deuced. 
I about smell. made a mess. <laughs> but it's it looks like oh, one of those Kachina uh one of those kachina. Well, let me show y'all first, I guess. Ooh, and then I'll show man, you. no, I'm good. I was not ready to see that. I'm good. <laughs> Let's it give like, it up for those Haskell yeah. rascals. Appreciate that. All right, so this one's from I I, and uh, uh Walayla Knight sent this to me. Uh oh. So shout out to you, Walayla. Dang, she said this a long time ago. We're finally getting to it. Every time I see her, I say we're recording it. <laughs> <laughs> Be lying. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to gather everything up but uh thank you for your patience and thank you for the story but so i went to college in santa fe i i for museum studies i did a student uh program and event an event was hired to work at ii museum of contemporary native arts and collections transferring their slide images to digital format and upload to collections program the fun part was always taking a break from the mo- uh, was taking a break to help install upcoming exhibits. Being a contemporary museum, there's a lot of there's not a lot of traditional pieces, but people would still donate pieces, particularly sacred objects that needed to be returned to the pueblo or or tribes from the area. They'd hold them until I could be until it could be returned properly, and they stored them with as much respect as possible. When I worked there, they had a kachina doll and a and the conservation lab where i worked it was an individual box constructed from mat board with three walls and a door with the window uh the collections curator told me that sometimes it would whistle the doll was not happy to be in a museum but it wasn't angry either so it would whistle i was pretty skeptical i had been working there pretty regularly for a few months and usually in the conservation lab by myself when one day i heard the whistle it freaked me out I called my Danae roommate thinking she'd calm me down, but she also freaked out and made me even more scared. Needless to say, I definitely kept a closer eye on that Kachina doll and showed a little more respect. Mm. Mm. That was it. Man. All right. Let's give IA a round of applause. They had their story. So that's a good one. But I want to say... Haskell Rascals aren't done yet. They're, They're fire, done. fire number two. They're not done. Mary Jane Martin. I'm going to let uh, Tyler read this one too. Yes. Let's see here. It says, good afternoon. Um, my name is Mary Martin. I am Adrian Harjo's mom. He sent me a copy of your message about ghost stories. Yes, I clearly remember my experience at Haskell Pocahontas Hall like it was yesterday. I posted my story about 20 years ago on the old Haskell ghost story site, which I just checked and now is no longer there. And I wish it was. I wish it was still there. I bet there's some good stuff on there. Or or maybe I just can't find it. Anyway, I am glad to share again. I encourage you to be respectful and not unintentionally exploit my story. But yes, I want to share my story. Here it goes. It was the late fall of 1975 Thanksgiving holiday. Many of the students were gone for the holiday. For the rest of us, like me, we just had to stay. My parents couldn't afford to come and get me this time, but that was okay because I had made many new friends and just didn't think about it. The snow was coming down fast and heavy all day. My roommate had left the day earlier. I was sort of glad my parents couldn't come to get me because it would have had to travel back to the Kickapoo Res in the snowstorm. 
I was my, by myself in my room at Pocahontas Hall on the second floor. I was in a deep sleep when I suddenly was awakened and shaken by a loud pounding on my door. I got up to answer the door, but there wasn't anyone there. I just thought friends were playing around. I closed my door and looked toward my window. My room lit up from the heavy snow that was still falling past midnight, enough for me to look around. I went back to bed, but not asleep yet, when I heard the pounding on my door again. I got up quickly again and opened the door, and no one was there. I looked down the halls, no one around, and it was just so quiet. I went back to my room and closed the door. Then I looked toward my window, and I could clearly hear what sounded like children playing outside my window. The wind was still blowing heavy. I paused a moment to listen. I first thought they were students trying to sneak back in without going through the front so they wouldn't get in trouble with the RA. Then I thought it is so cold outside that I was going to tell whoever it was to just get back inside. I was able to open my window, take a quick look down to see who was out there. I was stunned to see there wasn't anyone around and no footprints in the snow either. I could still clearly hear the sound of children or people laughing and talking in the distance. It sounded like the sounds were coming from the parking lot behind Pokey Hall, maybe. I closed my window and went down the stairs to talk to the RA and let her know what I had just heard. She said that she had did her round, just did her rounds, and she didn't hear anything. But then she told me the story about the children and that I wasn't the first one to ever tell a story like that. Then I was frightened so much that I asked if I could just stay downstairs and sleep on the couch. And she said, sure. Just And she gave me a blanket. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. That's Appreciate a good that. one. Oh. <laughs> Well, you've told stories about children playing or the sounds of children playing when you were at, was it I? Yeah. 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 I was at, uh, my, uh, so Donna Hall, I'll probably tell the story again. Cause I'll give her credit. I'll give another one. I, I, but, um, yeah, we we're at her house or her, her Cresita and it was family housing down at I, I am. And there was like maybe five or six of us down there and we're all just hanging out, having a good time. And then uh, she had her her screen her window open, but the screen was down, but it was still open. And anyways, we're just all laughing, talking, joking around. And then like I don't know who heard it, but somebody heard this faint like baby crying out in the distance. And there's I I there's a trench, and then beyond that there's some houses. But I mean it's a big trench though. And so you could clearly hear this baby crying and everybody just kind of stopped. We stopped what we're doing and we're just looking at each other asking if we're hearing this. And so everybody agrees we do hear it and we're trying to figure out what we should do. And so this thing keeps stopping and every time it stops, we don't hear it again. And we kind of just go back to being normal. And but we're kind of like. Well, you know, maybe it's somebody out there, you know, just walking around with their kid. You know, maybe they're walking and they're trying to get home. And all of a sudden, like, it gets closer. Like, it stops and it gets closer when it starts up again. And it keeps doing that same pattern. And finally, like, it's, like, pretty close. I mean, you could hear it, like, right, like, maybe 50 yards away. And we're sitting there and we're trying to debate on, like, if it's it could be a panther or it could be maybe a ghost. And then we're like, okay, well, maybe we should call the cops. You know, maybe they can go out there and help. And because we'll be out there all night. 
we don't have no flashlights or anything either. And so, and then we kind of just start kind of just kind of trying to forget about it. And all of a sudden, like it's right outside the window underneath where she lives and it's right there. And you can just blaring out crying, crying, crying. And she like runs over there and she shuts the window and it's like moved all the way from, I don't know, two football fields away. You could hear it. It was loud. That was a lot loud to where her window is. And then we just kind of shut the window. We don't really know what to say to each other. And somebody says, let's go out there. <laughs> let's, let's just go see. Right. And there's no curtain on the window and I'm not trying to look outside either. And we just kind of chill out. And as soon as she shuts that window though, it stops crying. Like it knew like to stop crying, but man, like that was like a crazy thing to like even like be around because man, I was like, it might be a Panther. I know Panthers like they can sound like you know, women screaming or even babies crying, but to move like that, have that same pattern. Like it knew it was like tempting somebody, some people in that room. And I don't know, it just stopped and we never even, we never even like thought about it. We never even went outside or anything. And we knew it was like, man, that's paranormal. That's gotta be paranormal. <laughs> I can't think of nothing else. Like I know Panthers are smart, but how would they know? Like to just go there, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I don't know. And we just never, she, when we started this podcast, she was like, remember that time at my house when we heard that baby crying? I said, yeah, I still remember <laughs> that from like, t- like 12 years ago. And it's still like fresh in my mind of just the night it was and just eerie. Like it was real weird too. It was scary. Like, I don't know. That was like a close encounter just, just from being there. So, but shout out to you. Uh, hope everything is going good. And there's like more stories too about I, I, but I don't know if anybody else has any other stories they want to, they want to even the playing field. We got three now. I mean, Haskell. Haskell's gonna get another one from me. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are keeping score right now, you got OU two, I I got two, three. you got you got uh, two from uh, Sequoia, and uh, I guess uh, your hole is up again. Yeah, I got another one for so Haskell. Haskell have four, right? Haskell have four. Um, so this story, like I said, is out of is out of Haskell um, in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, it's the where this church is this uh, the this person she wants to remain anonymous this church is located on the edge of the campus and it basically um had some had this one experience that was kind of crazy so so i got pretty i got pretty involved with this church uh in going over there um they had prayer meetings on certain days of the week and i would go up there sometimes um she would have church services in there as well one night i went in uh went to one of their church meetings, and there was a woman there. And kind of, the woman kind of gave her like a ick, like kind of not right. Uh, there wasn't anything that seemed out of the ordinary. She gave me a creepy feeling though, so I stayed away. She knew all the songs, sang loudly, acted appropriate, doing all the things that a person ought to do in church. They ended up breaking off into a heavy prayer, and after you know, after everything, I was doing my thing, uh, praying with different people, and towards the end, most of the people have left. Well, there were still a small group of ladies, uh, including this person who was leading this church, uh, praying over the same, <laughs> this is funny, the same creepy lady. Uh, she was laying on the floor 
on her stomach, and they had napkins under her face on the, or on the floor because she had been spitting and throwing up. We all stayed maybe another half hour until she goes, I don't know, something changed. It was palpable. This heavy feeling all around lifted, and it got really hot. Everyone was sweating. The lady on the floor was crying, and it was like the lighting in there. Something was different, and it had let go of that lady. Anyway, she got up off the floor, and that woman uh, who they had been praying over, she did not even look the same. Like she did not even look like the same woman that came in. She had a totally different face. Mm-hmm. Freaking Haskell, man! <laughs> some stuff, man. Haskell's got some stories, but again, uh, if you keep them count, you listeners are gonna mark the winner on this episode. We got a story from Bacon College Ooh. from Sonny Epinat. You know, again, he's got a story. You know, he was going to school there in uh, mid-90s, I think, I believe that's what he said. You know, he was up there on basketball scholarship. You know, he was trying to do everything he can to, you know, stay physically fit and be competitive. So he would get up early in the mornings, go run. You know, sometimes in the afternoon he'd go run. Even in the evening times, you know, any t- chance he had, he would try to go run and exercise. You know, if you've ever been at Bacon College, you know, they have an old gym there. They have dances, and, you know, they've had uh, a lot of community activities there, even funerals there. <clears throat> anyway, to make a long story short, you know, he would run by that gym during certain times, and he'd hear people in there playing basketball. you hear those sh- shoes squeak, and those basketballs bouncing, and, you know, it sounded like uh, people were in there practicing, you know, and he never thought anything about it because he'd go for his run, try to get in some exercise in between classes. You know, he'd run by there and, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, as time went on, you know, he he talked to his coach and, you know, said, are you having extra practices? If you are, I'd like to, you know, come and work out. He goes, no, he said, if there's practices, you know, I'll let the whole team know. You know, nobody's in there practicing. He says, is it open gym or what? You know, and I said, no. He said, no, no open gym, guy. I said, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know, when we we have practice time, we have practice time, and that's the only time, you know, you're scheduled to be in that gym. So if you're not scheduled, then don't be in there. So, you know, he said, well, dang. He said, I, I keep hearing people, you know, sound like they're practicing in there. He goes, well, he said, there's nobody on my schedule and nobody better not be in there. And so, anyway, he didn't think anything about it. So, went on to class and, you know, uh, I guess uh, he got out of class kind of late. He had to go do some studying and, you know, he was kind of stressed out. So, he thought he'd go for a run. So, this was probably about 10 o'clock, you know. And he knew, you know, during that time they had curfew on campus, you know. So, he's trying to hurry up and get his run on and he was going by that old gym and he noticed the light was on then it went off and he he ran a little bit closer he said it come back on and it stayed and then it went off and by the time he got to that gym he thought well the light's on in there he said i wonder who's in there and he could hear you know those shoes squeaking and sound like someone's practicing so he said i'm gonna go in there see if they let me work out with them he went to the door. He was locked. Mm-hmm. And he looked inside. As soon as he looked in, 
the light went out. Oh man, <laughs> that was his story from Baycomb. Oh, got Dang. one for from Baycomb, but again, Haskell is is tough right now. They got some <laughs> stories. We got a story from Samantha Rakin, and I'm gonna let Tyler read this one again. Hey, before I read this, remember that video that I sent you guys? I think I saw it on Reddit of that orb shooting hoops in that empty gym. It was like a light and it would like trail almost like a comet. It would like, it was like a, it was a, like a, was it closed? Like a CCTV, uh, you know, like a security camera, mm-hmm. like on a gym and the gym was completely dark. I mean, I didn't say what time it was or anything, man. And you saw this little orb of light and it would go to like the top, the key and just like flare, like just flare into the hole and then go underneath and kind of bounce. And then it would circle out almost the half court and just and like shoot and just go like swish like right through the through the Whoa. goal Dang. and it did that and then yeah it was pretty cool man I thought I sent that to y'all maybe I didn't Steph Curry yeah for sure for sure let's see uh, you sent it in the chat I think so I think I sent it hmm. all right so wait a minute hey let me sure do I need to go all the way up okay I, look I, at I, him I, going through there nah <laughs> don't mess it up you queued up nah, nah, no. nah man well I'm telling my story man and I get kind of animated sometimes and I was knocking in knocking stuff what around. is this alright it says here dear Chris I never thought this oh wait what happened to me <laughs> I didn't even order a pizza that night no I'm just kidding <laughs> no I'm just kidding alright it says uh, I have a story from when I went to high school a few really Um, I was there in 2017. I stayed in Pocahontas Hall, which was the freshman girls' dorm, and I had a few experiences that I suspect connect to this event, but none of it seems important until this happened. So my roommate was usually gone. She told me she didn't mind if my friends slept in her bed if they stayed the night, So so one of my friends did just that. We were up late talking. We finally go to bed. I don't sleep well at night, so I was laying there awake, and I hear her making these creepy sounds like she is asleep, but she's trying to talk. It just translates to creepy, garbled noises. I start kind of yelling over there to wake her up. She finally does. She was freaking out, telling me that she had a vision or a dream or something. She said it felt very real. She saw an old Indian man in jeans and a cowboy hat standing over there by me, looking at me. She started telling him to get away from me. The man goes over to her and grabs her arm. She's trying to yell at me to wake me up. She said that the man starts talking and his words start coming out of her mouth. And his words start coming out of her mouth. She couldn't remember what he was saying, but when she woke up... Wait. She couldn't remember what he was saying when she woke up. But all all the noises were him trying to talk to me. We prayed hard and never went to sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> that's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Good that's one. from Haskell. Haskell that's again? from Haskell again. Haskell's running away yeah, with it. I know. It. It's over. It might be over. Unless you got <laughs> IAIA loaded up. I have my own. Ooh. Hey, okay. Well, I was going to say that Pocahontas Hall, I always hear a lot of stuff from that one, too. And that's where that was? Mm-hmm. That Pocahontas Hall? Yes. Golly. No, I was looking for Tyler's uh, basketball video. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought can't... I sent that to y'all. I don't know. When did you send that, you think? A uh, while back. I, I was wanting to try to put it on here so people can watch it, too. Man, it was wicked. If you find it, let me know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I uh, I graduated from Northeastern State University. 
out of Tahlequah. And I got one to put them on the board. Um, so in Seminary Hall, it, there's a lot of stories that have come out of that Seminary Hall um, building. And I used to talk to my teacher. He was an old guy. Like, his dude, this dude was old. Like, he could barely walk up the stairs. Like, man, he was struggling. And I asked him, I said, you know, why don't you, why are you never here past a certain time? And he kind of, like, didn't really want to answer it. You know, he finally ended up saying this place is haunted. So the old president of the university back in the old days haunts that building up in the upper floor. There's been times where janitors have quit. They have just been like, man, I'm not doing this no more. Like, basically, essentially, it sounds like somebody's walking inside the, on like, in the walls, like on the ceiling. Um, there's been, you know, I, there's been a few janitors quit. Uh, working there like they'd work overnights after the kids would get, get gone the story now that's I guess is that count as a story to, to, do I to get Northeastern State on the on the board or is that one because I got another one I'm, I'm going to keep racking them up I got to make sure we represent no but uh, so the story that the story that uh, this comes from somebody who um, I used to run around with so when you're walking the, the the campus has changed in the front part, but the, that turn when you're when you're going down Downing, and you make that turn, you take there's a left and you go up to the seminary hall. It's kind of up on a like a little bit of a hill. They were walking home one night and they kept seeing. This is where I, I mentioned off air about the peeper. <laughs> They're walking and it, somebody was doing this behind the trees, mm. following them. Well, when I was a freshman, when I was a freshman, they put out an, uh, like a there used to be an app that you use that where security like when someone's in danger, mm-hmm. they brought that out and they said, "Hey, we've been getting reports of somebody following somebody behind, you know, like as they're walking towards Seminary Hall from Downing because the main stretch." Shout out to Ned's. I know I know there's a lot of people in Tahlequah <laughs> like Ned's. Ned's. <laughs> people be walking home from Ned's. No, nah, but. But uh, but they'll but they'll walk up to the campus and you, there's a little sidewalk that goes down Downing, but you can go up through there and get to the to the the Indian dorms over there. And um, but they've been getting reports of somebody literally like they'd look behind them and there'd be somebody looking at them behind the tree, but like black shadow. They'd be looking like that, and then they'd turn back around to walk, and it'd be at the next tree like doing the same thing. Mm. Um. But like I said, there's all types of creepy stuff out there, and I, I remember, I had, like I said, my friend had had, uh, he was telling me he's like, man, yeah, I thought I saw somebody follow me, like all the way, like, and then the last tree, you know, it's kind of off from the side of the building, mm-hmm. and he said that that shadow just did it, like was like this all the way until he got to the, to the dorm. I was like, nah, that's crazy. <laughs> the peeper. The, the peeper. peeper. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> That's his song. That's his song. That's his theme song. His theme Dang. Music. See that head come up from the back of the TV? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> but yeah, so from, that's two for Northeastern State. I had to I had to drop those two real quick, get us on the board. Can't be over now. Yeah. Well, I got another one from Bacon College. Hey, there we go. From Muskogee, Oklahoma. It's about the Adelaide Lodge Museum. Oh. You guys know anything about that? And you guys already know. But anyway, uh, this individual wants to be anonymous, but wanted their story to be told. You know, they had uh, did, uh, what do they call it, work study. 
They were uh, scheduled to uh, working at uh, Adlo Lodge Museum. As you guys might know or don't know, you know, they got uh, Indian art from all over Indian country. You know, they have the world's, well, I won't say the world's, but they have the local biggest collection of Kachina dolls. Mm. You know, they used to have all these pipes from all different tribes, you know, uh, uh, we call it recreations, you know, and uh, they had uh, even uh, some old, old artifacts. So they've got some old, old artwork and things like that in there, some uh, what, what some tribes would call sacred items, you know, and, and uh, you always hear stories of hearing footsteps walking in there or you might see a shadow in there. And this individual, you know, was young on work study, you know, scheduled to work in there. And, you know, uh, they put her in there and, you know, uh, a lot of times she was in there by herself, you know. Uh, they had like a little gift sh- gift store in there, you know, that she's to work. And you know, a lot of times she would see someone walk past that door. And, you know, they always tell them, you know, if you can go and greet them and, you know, talk to them. And also let them know that, you know, the museum is taking up donations, you know, and stuff. So anyway, dang, scaring the dolls. Even. I thought that was just, oh. I that <laughs> your stomach grab. Oh, no. <laughs> You put that yeah. pizza away. Yeah, I know it. God, the pizza talking to me. Make <laughs> yeah, a sookie language right now. So, God, got to go to the oak. No, anyway, exercise that demon. God, pray on me. Oh, God. <laughs> Smoke me off right now, Russell. No, I'm just but no uh, she said, you know, she was in there by herself. She kept seeing something walk by. You know, so she'd get up and she'd go and look and. Now, she wasn't really thinking about it, but she said, oh, maybe it's my imagination, you know, because I didn't even hear the door open, you know, so, you know, she went back in there and, you know, sat back on her her little chair and was, you know, just kind of reading the paper. And uh, anyway, she said uh, she thought she heard some voices in the exhibit room. And uh, so she said, dang, maybe somebody did come in. Maybe they went to the restroom when I went out there. So she went back out there and looked around. Didn't, didn't see nobody. She went and checked the restrooms. You know, and of course, there wasn't nobody there. And, you know, she said, well, that's that's weird. She said, well, maybe it was uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, we call it supervisor or something, you know, went upstairs or something. And she, she was told not to go upstairs. So she said, well, they're probably up there. So. Anyway, she went back in and uh, that little area, you know, was waiting. She heard the door open and close. And she was sitting there just waiting, waiting, waiting for somebody to walk by. Nobody walked by. So she she was curious, she said. So she got up. She she uh, went and opened the door to look to see if that person may have walked out, you know. And, of course, you know, there was nobody on campus at that time. And. Anyway, she went back in. She wasn't really thinking about it, you know. And and she was sitting there, and you know, t- it was time for her to, you know, go on to class. So uh, she uh, called upstairs and 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 to tell her supervisor that you know she was going on to class, but nobody picked up. So she got out. And she walked walked up there just to make sure, you know, because she didn't want to get in trouble. So. Anyway, uh, that supervisor told her, said, you know, if she had to leave, you know, just make sure you lock the door. So anyway, she uh, 
went up there and there was nobody up there. So she went out and locked the door and went on to class. So anyway, next day, you know, yeah, she came back and uh, did her other shift, was telling her supervisor what she experienced. And, you know, of course, her supervisor told her, you know, there's a lot of old things in this building, you know, and, you know, sometimes you might hear things or see things and they're not here to hurt you or harm you. And, you know, so don't don't let it scare you. You know, they're, these are just old things. <clears throat> and so she said, oh, I don't know about that. You know, she didn't really believe, you know, and <clears throat> she didn't really grow up around her people. And uh, anyway, you know, she went in there and took her shift and that supervisor took off. And, you know, she was the only one in that building again. And uh, this time, you know, she saw, thought she saw a woman walk by, you know, that doorway again. And she got up, she went, looked, and uh, she said, well, I'm going to talk to it and say, you know, I'm here to work. You know, don't be bothering me. And uh, she said, you're scaring me. And she said, out of that office, she heard a laughter. Mm. And she said, she... She barreled out of there, locked up, and then <laughs> told him so day she didn't ever want to be back in that museum again. That was her story. Damn. What oh man. That's a bacon? Bacon. I heard like a similar story over the weekend or last weekend. I don't know if it's Bacon or Haskell, but we'll give them each a point because I can't remember but <laughs> but they were saying like um they were they're in a dorm room and what is it called? A dorm matron? Is that who that person is that Maybe. checks on the students and stuff, really make sure yeah. there's no nothing going on and stuff. Uh, I know it's called RA now, but I know I think back I think they called a dorm matron back then. But so they're like I don't know they're just hanging out in somebody's room and it said this person that checks around, you know they know when she's coming. You know they could hear her heels hit the floor every uh every time she's coming down the hallway. And they said it's probably like 10, 11, and they're telling ghost stories. And so they're just like, and they're getting spooked or whatever. And so they heard her coming through the hallway because they heard the heels hitting the floor. And so they're like, oh, you know, here she comes. You know, should we, you know, hide or, you know, because I guess she would open a door and check, see if everything was okay. And then, you know, and if it was too late, then they wouldn't get in trouble. She would just say like, you know, go back to your room, you know you know go hang out in your room or whatever so anyways they said they heard this these footsteps coming down the hallway and they're just like they could see underneath the door because the light was outside and so they said walked kind of walked past the door they were at the dorm they were in and then it walked back to where they were so they could see the feet like the shadow of the feet underneath the door and it just stood there like in the front like on the other side of the dorm room it just stood there and it wasn't doing anything, and they're just kind of like, "What is she doing?" You know, they're whispering around, like, "What is she doing? Like, is she gonna come in or what?" And it just stood there. And so finally, like one of them said, "Man, I'm just gonna open the door." And she ran over there, opened the door. Nothing. Nobody was there. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and so after that, they quit telling ghost stories. <laughs> Man. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's and then it was it was creepy though because you know they could they heard the the heels hitting the floor, so it was like oh she's coming around, so let's try to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that so I uh, I went to I went to one I went to Bacon for one year. I played basketball there, and you know we used to mess around in the dorms, and I can't remember what those dorms were called. They were on campus, not the ones not the ones that were the the old uh, hotel. God, those are nasty. Anyways, but God, God. <laughs> God he's nasty. Anyways, but uh, so we were like the usually all the the basketball players would be over here in this certain area, football players and another dorm, and one of the football players was was Dayton or and she was a I think she was a Navajo girl, uh, one of the football players, and I can say I can't remember if it was a football player or basketball player because I remember. God, never mind, I ain't gonna say nothing. But anyways, everybody was wilding out. But uh so basically anyways, somebody was dating this chick and she had said, Hey, you can't do these things to me or I don't wanna be if I don't want something, my friend will get you. And like the person who I was talking to, they were telling me this, and I'm like, What do you mean? They're like, Yeah, she had something has followed her back from her res, her Navajo res that protects her. And if you do anything to her, it'll come for you. It'll be like in your dreams or something like that. And I remember one of the football players, he was having like night terrors. I guess he's messing around with her. And yeah, he was really getting messed with. He was uh he was he was from like Michigan or somewhere. He wasn't from no res or nothing, didn't know nothing. Yeah, but yeah, she was he she I guess he was messing around, cheating on her, doing whatever and it was it came for him and he was having like screaming in his dreams and just all types of crazy stuff. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that's from back home. My mm. my one year there, man. There was a lot of a lot of weird stuff. Like you know, one thing too that like when you walk in, there's the gym area. Like there's the main hall where where the gym is to your right, the new gym. And you walk on down. There's a cafeteria. Then there's sometimes you know you you think you're in the like you think you're in the cafeteria area, like with people. You look around, there ain't nobody there. It's like shuffling. It's always something, always noises, you know, in the walls. Um, you know, I, I spent one year there. Didn't stay in the dorms or anything because my parents don't live too far. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's real creepy out there back home, especially at night. Like you're walking, I'd be walking in my car after basketball practice or after a game, and you always, you know, something's always behind you. You always kind of look. I always get, I used to get real scared coming out of that gym at night. Like we'd have night practice because it always feel like somebody was right behind you. Just right behind you. So, yeah, Bacon's creepy for sure. Yeah. All right. You, I hope you guys at home are keeping score. score. And, uh, again, uh, if you didn't uh, represent your school, that's on you. <laughs> at this time, <laughs> at this time, I'm getting ready to tell a story about Oklahoma State University. Oh. Go Pokes. Oh. So anyway, we're getting ready to. They've entered the chat. We're getting ready to start it up right now. We're gonna start counting coup right now. Now Chris was on his phone texting everybody. I know. So y'all better give me something though. You bring the heat. Ah, so you expect no? It's just, uh, anyway, uh, uh, you know, of course, I went to school at Oklahoma State University, and um, you know, I guess it was like the year before uh, I went up there. This was a kind of a, a 
I guess what you would say, kind of a known story. You know, it was uh, uh, one of the football players, you know, uh, he had a motorcycle, you know, him and his uh, girlfriend, you know, they were going to tumbleweeds. And if any of you guys know about Stillwater, how famous tumbleweeds are. Yeah, no are. comment on that. You know, yeah, <laughs> famous country singer come from tumbleweeds. You know, uh, again, you know, everybody always had to go out there. and You know, uh, anyway, uh, he, <laughs> he was uh, driving his motorcycle, one of those ninjas. You know, I don't know if you guys remember what those ninjas looked like, but, you know, uh, him and his girlfriend was, you know, riding around and, you know, they had been really drinking, drinking it up. And, you know, he lost control on that, that road close to uh, Tumbleweeds. He went off into the grass and, of course, uh, he got, they both died, but, you know, he almost got his head cut off, you know, from that barbed wire fence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, she got thrown and broke her neck. And, uh, you know, they said, you know, he was speeding through that road, you know, to get trying to get to tumbleweeds. You know, I guess something was going on. Anyway, they say even to this night or to this day, you know, you travel down that road, you know, you might feel a wind go by you or you'll hear that humming mm. of that uh, that motorcycle, mm. you know, that, mm. you know, and, <clears throat> or you'll feel a wind or you'll hear a scream. Well, again, like I was saying, you know, this was a year after this passed. You know, people still was talking about this on campus. You know, anyway, uh, I was new to the area and, you know, I was trying to join these different clubs and stuff, you know, as you do as a student, you know, trying to, you know, get to know people and stuff. And a group of us was going out there to Tumbleweeds. <clears throat> We're going to do homework. No, I'm just kidding. God. <laughs> anyway. Bible study. Uh, yeah, Bible study go. at the Tumbleweeds. Ho, ho, ho. No. God. Anyway. <laughs> We were going to go preach to those heathens out there, like that way. No. Standing outside, huh? Nah. Anyway. Tell uh, them co- not to go in there. <laughs> of course it's our, too much fun. Of course, our car broke down, you know. Oh, man. So they, they had to pull over. We had a flat, you know. And, and, of course, you know, as young college students, a lot of people don't don't have a spare. So we were sitting out there. It was about five of us, you know, sitting on the side of the road waiting for somebody to come by and anyway we were all out there and this was 11 o'clock because i remember it like it was yesterday you know and, and it was 11 o'clock at night and we all heard this from the distance of the uh, real loud humming and we felt the wind go bright by us we all felt it you felt that wind that and then in the faint you heard a scream mm. And at that time, nobody was really thinking about, you know, you know, everybody was just thinking about trying to get out to tumbleweeds and then get back home and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, but we all experienced that, you know, and everybody started, you know, kind of asking, you know, what that was, you know, kind of thinking. And then, uh, one of the guys that was there said, well, don't y'all remember, you know, so-and-so passed away on this, this road. They say, Sometimes you might hear or see things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were still standing out there, you know, kind of discussing this. And, uh, you know, we all 
was looking at each other after they said that. And out of the dark, you heard a woman crying. Mm. And that's all I got to say on that one. Man, God. Whoa. Oh, OSU got on the board with a heater, <laughs> man. Chris got Chris always got he got, Chris, Chris is gonna be known for having heat, man. <laughs> That's what he's known for, man. OSU is now in the running, man. Wow, I'd never heard of that story, but I know tumbleweeds. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I know very well. <laughs> you got it every night. No. <laughs> Wasn't even his- a student. No. <laughs> Got his picture on the wall. Uh, I'd come down from New Mexico just to tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> Six-hour trip <laughs> to and from. <laughs> no, but uh, so I, so me and Robin Jackson were talking about IA stories and on the Turtle Island Boys, and I don't know, we just started like he because he was asking, he's like, "What was your paranormal stuff?" And I told him about our college episode we got coming out, and then. I, I told him like this one where I was, it was probably like midnight and it was finals week. And so my roommate was gone and he was in the studio painting and he, cause I messaged him. I said, Hey man, where you at? He said, Oh, you know, painting for finals or whatever. I said, just leave a door unlocked. I was like, all right, cool. So, I mean, the door was unlocked anyway. So, cause we would all just like go to each other's dorms and barge in and just mess with each other and stuff. And so, Anyways, like it was a quiet night and I was alone. And so went to my bed. I put my iPod on and I just was listening to music and I was going to fall asleep to music. And then I shut all the lights off and it was dark in there. And I just remember having some music playing. All of a sudden, like on my bed, there was like this weight, like somebody sat down on like my bed by my feet. And so they sat down. And they just sat there and I, I felt it. And I was just like, well, I wonder who that is. And I paused my music and I just kind of was sitting there and I was like, who is that? Like, I was like just jokingly saying stuff. And I was like, who's there? And nobody answered me. And then I was just like sitting there or laying there. And then this, whatever it was, was just sitting there. And then, I didn't think nothing like spooky or scary or anything. And I was just like, well, for real, who's there? Oh, God. But I was like, for real, who's there? Like, who is that? And so nobody answered. And our my light switch is right by my bed. And so I was like, all right, well, and I turned the light switch on. As soon as I did that, my bed shifted back to normal and like nothing was there. And I looked around and I was just like, what, like, you know, what was that? What the heck was that? And then I messaged my roommate, Lance, and I said, when are you coming back? <laughs> and he said, man, I won't be done. I'll probably be here all night. And I was like, man. I had every light on, my bathroom light on. I had all the lights on in the room. I had the TV on. And I was like, damn, was that a ghost? Like, was that really, like, a paranormal experience, like, personal? And I just couldn't believe it. And And I think I went to somebody else's room. And I told Lance what happened. I said, bro, like, if you're going to be there all night, you might as well just stay there. I was like, because I think there's a ghost in here. And so <laughs> I went to Rob or Natani's room. I went to somebody's room, and I just, like, crashed out on the floor. I told him what happened. And, yeah, I was, like, I was kind of freaked out. I went back that next day, and I think Lance had some some stuff. 
and I think he like smudged it out or something. So, mm. but that was that was pretty crazy. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was I sit back and think about like how I was talking to it, and if something would have answered back. Oh, you man. know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, <laughs> man. I I man. Okay, I know it. I thought someone was going to, have to give you a hold of some tums over here. Man. <laughs> The yeah. dog. Boy, that pizza. Oh, that pizza, oh, man. man. Y'all yeah. the only two that ate it. Yeah, no way. Bubble guts. Hurting. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm glad to hear these stories again. I hope you guys are keeping count on there. Again, I'm getting ready to tell another story from Oklahoma State University. Man. I better get a go poke so I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> it's going to be quiet over here. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Again, uh, this is about Oklahoma State University there in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You know, this was, uh, again, uh, their their old student union. You know, it was before it was revised. Right now, their student union is real good looking. You know, it's got a lot of restaurants and all kinds of stuff in there. But, you know, it wasn't as fancy when I was going there, you know, as it is today. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, uh, uh, I had a, a, a tutoring session. You know, they had group tutorings during there in the student union. And on the second level, where, near the ballroom, there's a ballroom that's in there. You know, the other side is like study sessions. You know, you can do, they had a lot of uh, tutoring sessions and writing programs that you could go and get help in there. So I was in there. This was late. It was probably about 9.30 at night. They scheduled us to be in there at 9.30. There was probably about seven of us in the, in this little tutoring session. Anyway, to make a long story short, you know, by that ballroom, it's all, uh, what do you call it? It's uh, got that real clean floor. And if you walk on it, uh, especially with dress shoes, you can hear it. Mm. Clap, 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 clap. And uh, again, you know, there was about seven of us in this session, and we kept hearing this walking back and forth, back and forth, you know, up and down that hallway all through this session. And one of the girls, you know, she said, you know, I just can't concentrate, you know, whoever's out there pacing, you know, can someone go out there and tell them, you know, not to pace? Because, you know, you could tell this was dress shoes. You could hear that clop, 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 clop. Anyway, uh, so uh, one of the guys said, yeah, I'll go out there and, you know, ask him, you know, either take off his shoes or, you know, go sit down or something. So he went out there and, in the hallway and he he came back and he said, I couldn't find nobody out there. As soon as he said that, you heard clop, 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 clop. And so he turned around, went back out there. And as soon as he stepped out that door, it stopped. And the the lady that was holding that tutoring, that's all she needed to hear. She said, well, we'll pick this up tomorrow. And so that was the end of that. Got out of there. Dang. Man, Man I'm going to have to throw this back to, to old school. Um, I got a story. This is from, I, so I graduated from Fort Gibson High School. And so this is Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. In the intermediate building, which is at the time held freshmen, I was a sophomore um, I think I had freshman, freshman, and some sophomore classes. But man, I'm terrible at math. I'm, I'm ter- I'm trash, terrible. And so I was getting some tutoring from the geometry teacher. I think it was geometry, whatever it was. It was math. 
And so his room, how this, so this hallway wasn't like a normal hallway. It was like you had four walls and it was a circular hallway that went around in a circle. Then you went through the back and and then it was a straight shot hallway. Well, in that hallway, there was no windows. So once you hit those lights, the only light you have is from the doors of the classrooms. And after practice, uh, after basketball practice, I went over there and I was like, man, I need some help, you know, blah, blah, blah. He helped me out. He's an old guy. He's a uh, preacher too. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I seen somebody walk by in the darkness, just right outside the light. And I'm like, what was that? And I, he, I think he, he noticed, I, I kept looking over there cause it kept, it was like someone was walking in a circle of that. And just right outside the light, not like in, you know, how if someone, a normal person will probably walk through the light, but this was walking right outside that light. And he kept, and I, I, he noticed me, kept looking over there at it. And I was like, what is that? And he just walks over there, doesn't say anything, c- quiet as a mouse, just gets up and closes the door. So I'm like, that's weird. So fast forward to my senior year, they start, um, I started asking questions, started, you know, asking things and. So the guy who was my, the tutor who was tutoring me, the geometry teacher, he had a, back in his younger teaching years, he had mentored a very young child who had later passed on. And that child follows him, basically, wherever, I guess, into that building. And one of the other teachers who has, so there, so this hallway is a circular hallway. His is at the very corner this other teacher is that right as soon as you walk into the hall, that little circular hall, she's down here. And there'd be times where they, them two would be the only two people in there, you know, trying to finish up, you know, grade papers, whatever. And she used to roll this ball. Like she had this ball and would roll it down at the end of the hallway. And that ball would roll back. Mm. But it wouldn't be like, you know, she'd roll it and then it'd immediately come back. And she'd roll it and she'd kind of get back to whatever she's doing and then notice that the, uh, the ball was... Uh, Right back to where it was. Mm. I was like, ugh. So I guess, like I said, it was some kid that that teacher had mentored when he was a young guy, when he was a young teacher. Um, and he had passed away uh, due to some family issues. Um, and they went out there. And I, I hate that I missed this, but I had a basketball game. Um, they took some of the seniors out there that, the, the, that year I graduated. And they went in there and they basically rolled that ball down that, that dark hallway and then went down the other way to do some more investigating. They came back and that ball was sitting at the end of that that hall. Mm. I was like, man. But yeah, that's Fort Gibson High School. That's where I graduated. And yeah, it's got some spooky things in there too. That's kind of weird. Dang. High schools. Have you guys heard anything about Sequoia? Tahlequah Sequoia? Yeah, yeah. We told those at the very beginning of the episode. No, I mean, like, is there? Have you guys heard of uh, the Elbow Lady? Oh yes. Do you have a story? I was just told, like, by my brother, he growing up, he because he went over, he went to school there, and and uh, he was just saying that one time they're in their dorms, and it was nighttime, and it's always scary because I guess the bathroom was, I don't know how the dorms look back then and now, I'm sure they're different, but there was just like in the hallway, there's the bathroom, and so it was always like a scary thing to get up in the middle of the night to go outside of your dorm in the hallway to use the bathroom because the only light outside was a a red exit sign light and it was so bright that's the only light you could see in there and so i think he said somebody said that they went to use the bathroom and when they came out 
they seen the shadow like in that corner like underneath that light and then it was uh they couldn't figure out what it was and so they just kept sit, standing there like trying to figure out like is that a person or is it somebody messing with me but it was like 4 a.m 3 a.m and all of a sudden like this thing just started rolling up mm-hmm. on its elbows like i guess in a fast way like just going towards him he took off back to his dorm shut the door and that thing was like you could see the shadow just like at his door and it was like I, he told me that and I've, i like flipped my stuff i was like oh what i was like no way dude he's like no yeah he's like that's what they were saying and uh he's like i don't i, don't, I can't remember if he said he had any experience with that but that was like just one story he told us because we were telling scary stories one time and this was back in oh four oh three and man i I'll, I'll never forget that, but I don't know i didn't I've never heard any other stories about that, yeah, there's all types of stories I remember um now I don't know if this was a security guard, but I had heard a story maybe from a security guard because and he was telling some stories about the security office and them seeing something like that like a they call her elbow lady mm-hmm. I know now. Shout out to Woodall, Woodall Wildcats. I'm, I, that's where I went to elementary school. Um, they had I had heard they had these bathrooms that did some. They had like a a lady that they saw if they said her name three times in those bathrooms. Mm. I can't remember. I cannot for the life of me remember what those what, what the what the late what what the name was. But yeah, there's stuff out there, especially Tahoe Square. They, that elbow lady. I've heard. I can't off the top of my head think about it, but yeah, there, there's been multiple stories. I don't know if Chris, you heard anything about that. The only thing I've heard about a elbow lady is one of those Sun Eagle girls. Now I've heard some, but I, I can't remember them, but I had a story from Riverside Indian school. Hey, there we go. <clears throat> you know, again, uh, uh, if you guys are familiar with Riverside Indian school, you know, uh, that's one of one of the old uh, one of one of the oldest boarding schools here for native students here that are still active today. You know, and I know there's a lot of graduates coming out of there, you know, and there's a lot of activity and uh anyway, to make a long story short, you know, uh I, this was I had three different people tell me this same story. And each one of them two of them worked there and one of them's uh prior student so and they all kind of wanted to keep their selves anonymous so anyway um the story goes there they have a football field out there maybe i shouldn't have told that story no. <laughs> god <clears throat> Dang, Choking I don't know. Out, I, th- I think I think that's it for me. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, the the story goes is you know <clears throat> they say that at night you can see children running up and down that football field, or you'll see people standing out there. When you go out there, they're not out there. Also, uh, they talk about this one dorm, the laundry room. That you know you'll always hear things, or things will slam those uh, dryers. Or those washing machines, <clears throat> and uh, they'll, they'll do it right in front of you. So anyway, they say you know if you go in there and do laundry, you know, try not to go in there by yourself. So anyway, uh, those are a couple of the stories they they tell about Riverside. 
Again, if you guys got stories and you didn't hear your, your school represent, please send it to us. Yes. Yeah, if, sure. uh, man, we'll go ahead and do a part two, you know, because I know there's more stories and for real, like send us your stories about being in college, your paranormal experiences and um, we're always down to read them on the show and have this competition. Uh, I think Haskell may have won it. Haskell took the uh, no. no I, I disagree on that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was last, but uh, they, they was too though. They really was. <laughs> they was this time. Yeah, I'll definitely have to say Haskell brought it. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, uh, I think Bacon got second. Yeah, it's close second, and then Riverside. Riverside. I mean, Sequoia. Sequoia's I mean. third. Oh, yeah, Sequoia. Sequoia's third. Yeah, we appreciate y'all sending those stories in because that's one thing that, you know, me, my childhood was spent a lot of times in that Tahlequah area. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I know that there's people from, the, I know Kenwood uh, Elementary School, Middle School. I know Woodall has some stories. I know Ten Killer, Briggs, Lowry, all these, multi, or, uh, you know, indigenous type schools. I know y'all got some stuff. Um, Tahlequah Sequoia I know Chris mentioned Riverside You know I know there's some Anadarko I didn't hear no Anadarko stories I was I was asking around about that I ain't heard no Anadarko stories So If y'all got them Send them Chris you know anything about uh, Jones Academy Before we cut it Yeah there's actually uh, Several uh, Stories from down that way uh, They have um, I don't know what you call it A common area that you know you constantly see children in there you know and again jones's is also an old boarding school but it's also uh uh very uh i don't know how you say prestigious school today and mm-hmm. yeah, but <clears throat> far as the history of it goes i mean they've had a lot of turmoil over in that area and, and uh, again you know they have uh that Jones Academy area in itself, you know, they've got a lot of, uh, how you say tribal facilities off in that area. Uh, they used to, well, they still have it. It's like a substance abuse, uh, uh, we call it halfway house Mm -hmm. for men and women. Uh, that is very, very active. And, uh, uh, Jones Academy themselves, you know, again, they're like Riverside, you know, you've had a lot of kids, you know, go there and, you know, kind of lose themselves, you know, for whatever reason. And, uh, anyway, you know, uh, my understanding, uh, they may have not have passed away there at actually Jones or Riverside, but those kids always come back to go to school. Mm. man yeah so send your stories in everybody from the places we just mentioned um we'll go ahead and cut it here go ahead and uh give out your personals to so uh you hold a tiger on facebook uh war cry podcast uh, available everywhere basically um let's see tiktok one man band 918 um I'll, i'll go ahead and plug tyler um he's got uh scoden cinema on instagram Tyler Randall on Facebook. He's got his uh, Pump Action Podcast, which is like an 80s action. Uh, he just released uh, Crocodile Dundee as an episode. Go follow him, and I'll kick it over to Chris. 
Uh, you can find me at Christopher Honka Hill on Instagram and TikTok. Mado. Yep. Uh, Russell Sunny Gold, my personal on Facebook, is my personal on Facebook. Uh, you can add me on Instagram at Rustmus49 at Okie Podcast. Uh, check out Turtle Island Boys as well. It's my other podcast I'm a part of. Follow us here at Unsolved Reservation Mysteries on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at Reservation underscore Mysteries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Hit that bell to get notified when we drop new content. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's it. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Send us your stories, and we will read it and smudge up. But, oh.